Going within to know thyself fully and taking responsibility and accountability for your own suffering as well as your own well-being sets you free from old programming that no longer serves you. Step into healing your trauma and living the life that you've always wanted. In the words of Marcus Aurelius, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts, so keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. How's it going, everybody? It is September the 13th, 2022. I wanted to get on and record an episode talking about kind of like these uh, paternal wounds that we have, our mother and father wounds that are plaguing the collective, and especially right now, where a lot of things are coming to the surface that you need to address to help you move forward in life. And these paternal wounds are truly the things that... Um, have inhibited us for so long and they're being amplified for a lot of people in the collective to really cleanse and for a lot of us we've already dealt with them that was actually this really beautiful like closing chapter where they don't fuck with us anymore it was just like these great downloads and of like watching the cycles close watching them end so it just depends where you're at in your journey and that's why i felt compelled to get on today to record this episode to help anybody who's still struggling with this shit or who don't understand what these paternal wounds are and how they are actually deeply affecting you in your life. And for this episode, I actually wanted to do like a little fucking story time. Like just talk about a little bit of aspects of my life where I think this will put a lot of things in perspective for people. Where I've done so much deep diving in myself where I can pinpoint every fucking thing and be like, damn, that's associated with this. This is where it stems from. And my shit is always rooted in paternal wounds, like for sure. Those are gonna be like the main things that I've struggled with deeply because the people that raised me as well as my birth parents are the source of 90% of the things that I had learned and were mistreated that have caused me to show up in the world as I had as an unhealed, traumatized person for so many years. And by slowly identifying and addressing those issues, have I been able to get to a space now where I'm no longer acting out of these wounds and when they do get triggered within me, I'm able to respond to them and to process them and then to be able to release those and get back into my authentic self, my higher being, where I'm able to then speak and respond from a place of truth. And that's really what, um, you know, this podcast is all about is getting to those places where, you know, we are able to move through the energies where you're going to be reactive for a long time. Like that's how this process works, where you're constantly being triggered and reactive to people. You're not processing anything. You're suppressing, you're overreacting on shit and acting out of alignment. And that is where you start. You start there to be able to see yourself clearly and be like, damn, this is where I am. This is how I'm showing up in life. And slowly but surely, are you better able to identify why you are reacting this way instead of responding? Why you get to these points of being so overly emotional, overreactive, feeling so hurt? Because to be truly hurt by something to a certain degree of that it incapacitates you or that um, you're, you're overreacting towards a situation is your problem. That, that one's like a really weird one for a lot of people of being like, 
okay, um, for you to feel that hurt it isn't necessarily wrong or anything. Like, all emotions and feelings are valid. Like, you're allowed to feel however the fuck you want to feel. But for you to get that upset by something generally means there's something that you need to address. That nobody else, it's nobody else's problem. It's your fucking problem because everyone else is not responding in that way and you're the only one responding. That means that's an instant uh, response for you to go within and see why are you hurt so badly because this shouldn't have like rocked you to this degree mostly. And so that could have been a theme, you know, in your life um, lately as far as like these paternal wounds kind of coming to the surface for you to deal with. So um, I'm going to talk about those paternal wounds like in depth, but I'm just going to kind of start off in a story and kind of go off of where these uh, wounds can kind of show up in life, just like more of like a broader example. And then at the end, I'll actually close and break it down a little bit more on those wounds. So it's going to be kind of like an obscure episode but long story short from my upbringing I've had nothing but paternal wounds so when I came into this world I came into this world with a masculine shield because my feminine energy had been already hurt so much where I was abandoned and neglected from the jump and when you're abandoned and neglected and you don't have a connection with your maternal mother instantly like I was, I was instantly probably taken away from her. She probably didn't even hold me. So here I am as a little baby in an orphanage, not getting the motherly attention, not getting that instant feminine energy that um, I needed, that I craved because I was attached to that energy in the womb space and now I've been disconnected and there's nowhere near any of that kind of energy entering me whatsoever that I'm now disconnected with my feminine energy. And so I grow up with this masculine shield and I go through life uh, being like a tomboy. I was very much a tomboy and in my household, in my like actual family setting, everybody in my household was acting out of more of their masculine energy than they were their feminine energy where my mom is not a really feminine woman. Like, she has definitely feminine qualities, don't get me wrong, but my mom definitely has her masculine shield on as well, is very emotionally unavailable. My father, incredibly emotionally unavailable, but he's more, like, stoic and shit, where he's not really overly masculine either. He's actually more in tune with his own feminine energy, but he doesn't know how to... Uh, be a nurturer and kind of more caring and compassionate and in tuned with expressing his emotions so even though he has tapped into like his creative aspect of that beautiful feminine energy he's out of touch with uh, actual <laughs> the nurturing caring compassionate side of the feminine energy same with my mom and my brother's a dude and definitely more in his uh, masculine energy and utilizes his own feminine energy for his all his creative endeavors but because we are both learning from our parents of not showing emotions we develop being unemotional children and so that already starts like a whole slew of misidentity crises where i'm very confused as a child i don't understand things and then i'm you know sexually abused as a child that adds another layer of being very confused with my energies and instantly putting up this masculine shield where I do this out of protection. I am protecting my own feminine energy at all costs. And I carry this with me even to today. You know, I've had to do a lot of work to like, you know, allow my feminine energy to come forward. But 
for the longest time, I was walking around in my masculine shield for forever. And that was a deeply rooted, more father wound than it was a mother wound. But they're both equally prevalent in the way in which why I'm using a masculine shield to protect myself in all situations. I had been, you know, hurt by so many people and abused, neglected and abandoned over the years that were confirming for me to stay in my masculine shield, always ready, always alert. Don't trust people. Why would pe people do nice things for me? Whenever when someone was being nice to me, I was instantly like, whoa, red fucking flag. What the fuck do you want? What the fuck have you done? Because everything in my life had proven to me, like when people do nice things for me, there's something fishy behind that. Somebody has done you dirty. Somebody has done something that they shouldn't have done. Somebody is going to use it to manipulate you. Someone is going to um, hold something against you. Somebody wants to get something from you. That was always how I associated um, people treating me well with, where I desperately wanted to trust. And I would. I would be naive and allow people to show me who they really were. And I would learn then the hard way. Oh, shit. Don't trust anybody because this is what happens. So it just really perpetuated this masculine shield energy because that's what I was attracting when you're traumatized. You were attracting more of the same shit. Um, and it just like, yeah, it shows up as many different responses within you. And so because of this uh, paternal wounding in me, I kept having this dynamic in my life where I was just living in my masculine energy of being very rational, very methodical, very logical, and not allowing like my more feminine, creative, softer side to come forward. She was there, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I definitely had that energy and I would show people whom I really trust or felt safe with. That's the thing. It's like safety is key for your feminine energy to come to the surface. Everyone, doesn't matter what gender you are. These are just polarities and energies where your feminine energy can only come out in a space where it feels totally safe and free to be able to be seen, to be heard, and to uh, tap into. And like we said, for your feminine energy, that's a true creative flow. That's like the really loving, the nurturing, compassionate, empathetic side. You know, it's like girls, like, uh, like you know, gendered females always be wanting like their dude to like be more like emotionally available, more romantic and shit. That's him being able to tap into his feminine energy. But with you showing up with so much masculine energy, that doesn't really feel safe for his own feminine energy to show up because your masculine energy is dominating the show and coming off as not safe for his own feminine energy to show through. So it's really this weird balancing act that you got to do within yourself. Um, but how the fuck would you know this? Why? They don't teach this shit in school. How the fuck you go to know how this shit works? Like, so that's what we're doing. We're breaking this shit down. So go through my whole entire life, basically, of just living in my masculine shield and not fully understanding things of why I was attracting certain situations in my life or how I was really showing up. Because I, I really started being identifying with it, where I truly believed that was just kind of like who I was, where I was just a tomboy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoy a lot of masculine quote unquote things. Like, I like cars. I like fucking sports. I like, you know doing hands-on things like I'm not afraid of that stuff you know there's many opportunities in my life that I've had to be able to you know utilize those kinds of skill sets you know I'm definitely not afraid to like roll up my sleeves and get fucking dirty and do the damn fucking thing and you know a lot of times was I just had to fucking do it ain't nobody gonna fucking help me or show me how to do something or you know, I couldn't afford something. I had to just learn and do it on my own or I had to bust my ass and work like 
whatever fucking extra job I had to, even if that meant like a hardcore manual labor job or, you know, maybe I was dating like some fucking not very masculine dude and I had to just fucking man up and do some stuff. Like there was many situations in my life that would bring even more situations into my life where I had to just keep carrying my masculine energy. And for the longest time, I really just believed that's kind of like who I was. I was like, oh, this is just like my identity, you know? Like, yeah, I'm just like a tomboy. I would even dress like a tomboy like a lot, like not really show off um, my feminine side as much, even though deep down inside, I really wanted to. And I remember this like being like seven years old, riding the school bus. Like, this is a really funny thing because I knew I was very masculine, but I also knew that I was very feminine. And so I wore... um, these like purple flower pants to school that like my mom had picked up from like a thrift store and shit um but I had my hair like buzz cut that's a long fucking story <laughs> in and of itself like it wasn't supposed to happen but anyway so I get on the bus and I'm wearing these really bright purple flower pants and everyone on the bus is laughing at me because they're like why is he wearing these pants and I didn't realize but everyone on the bus thought I was a boy the entire time (laughs) and so just like confirmed like I was always carrying this masculine energy for so long that people had perceived me to be masculine and this has happened to me like my whole life where I've even had like my own like friends that are girls that like some of them have like had crushes on me and weird shit where it's just like because I'm so comfortable being in my masculine energy but I can balance out having that like feminine energy as well of being very caring very nurturing very motherly like that's my natural essence is very motherly and even like I have quite a few like dude friends and some of them even call me like mom because I'm like that kind of energy towards them and so it's just been this really weird paradoxical like observation that I've experienced in my life of being somebody that has lived predominantly in their masculine energy but has had at their very core identity their feminine essence it's just I will protect my feminine essence at all motherfucking costs and only recently have I been able to allow my feminine essence to come out fully without having to be overly protective like I'm still protective like not everyone's gonna get all of that shit you know what I mean like I'm very selective in the energy that I exchange with people I'm very selective of who has access to my space I'm very selective of how I show up in certain situations and I'm able to be very comfortable tapping into my masculine energy at any fucking time and now I've been able to learn how to lead with my feminine energy but I ain't afraid to fucking step back into that masculine energy at all if I need to I remember the very last person that I had encountered of kind of going on like a date with them. And this is one after I'd done like a lot of healing already. So I already was real ready about how to like show up fully. And I was fully in my feminine energy. And like, so like, yeah, that all that transpired within our like, we like hung out for like a couple days and shit. And it was funny because like that first day, so in my feminine energy and then like, I saw all these red flags and shit come through and I just like instantly was like, hey, you know, like I just want to like keep it 100. Like I'm not there. Um, I don't think I can move forward in this with you. Like, thank you for your time, blah, 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 blah. And I think he was like caught off guard. He's like, oh shit, really? <laughs> and then uh, he's like, no, like, well, can we like kick it? And I was like, all right, whatever, you know, like I think I had something of his anyways. And so we need to like exchange it back. And then instantly like we kick it. And he's like, oh my God, you're like way 
mad like he told me he's like wow you really went back into your masculine energy and I was just like oh yeah you know it's like you don't get access to that one anymore like I'm like uh I'm only gonna show that when it's appropriate and it was crazy you know because it was was really advanced like you know interaction with this person where we were able to like go deeply into like you know talking about what we wanted in our future where we were at and like the things that were going on and like those are the questions that you need to like start asking somebody like like yeah immediately but some people don't even ask these questions until they're like knee deep in a relationship of like do you want kids what like what do you want your like life to look like what are the things that you want out of a relationship type of stuff where yeah i'd already done enough healing and like he was also about that shit too so it worked out really good where we could even like end on a, like a really high positive note where um yeah there was no hard feelings whatsoever and it was just great where uh, I had learned and seen how far I had come and I knew I could tap into both my masculine and my feminine energy where in the past I would probably always just lead with my masculine energy and then only after a certain time would the feminine energy come out or if I was super like in my codependency fucking needy fucking shit um, that I would overly compensate with my feminine energy and the moment that um, shit wasn't going right, then I would bring out my masculine energy and that would just make it worse. It was really funny shit. But within um, your polarities, you're having to really balance out and understand why you were responding and reacting to certain things in a certain way. And so for me, having like this massive like father wound shows up as anger, resentment control uh dominance power issues like your stability where i would always focus on work that is at the root cause of my father wound is why i work so hard that is why i had an addiction or i should say i still have an addiction to work that i've been able to identify that root and have solely be able to um no longer let that addiction rule me. So I think in many ways, it's like people say that an addiction in past tense, it's never past tense because it still lives within you. It's just that you've gotten to this space where the addiction doesn't rule you anymore and you are at peace with it. You're able to live with it. There's a huge difference within that conversation about when you have quote unquote battled your addictions, it's it makes it sound like it's gone. It's never gone. It's just something that you have been able to process fully to heal from and to integrate it within you so that you can live with it for the rest of your life knowing that it still is there and that's the main thing that people need to remember is that you don't eradicate a lot of these things in your life like you just get to this point where yeah maybe it doesn't bother you ever again but there are times where it can and that's a scarier part when we try to say that I conquered them all is almost like this ego complex coming into um eradicate something that's not ever really gone because as we know it's like energy is never created nor destroyed it just is either you tap into that shit or you don't so uh i think it's just a really important thing to understand when we're talking about like any form of addiction that it's something that you live with for the rest of your life and so with that um you know father wound within me creating this work addiction I would overcompensate in so many aspects of my life that were exacerbating this really masculine shield in me 
where I was burning myself out trying to prove something. So that's like a really big self-worth and self-confidence issue that stem from father wounds because if I break it back down to the very core wounding issue of me being a um, young child wanting my father's love, my father's support, my father's attention, my father's uh, nurturing and just compassion, uh, I wasn't going to get that. But I thought that I could get it by proving myself over and over again and being like, look, I too can be smart. I too can be hardworking. I too have hobbies and like ambitions. I too have things you can be proud of me, which would just fuel me to keep trying to do more. And even though like for all of my life, probably until just like three years ago, I would have never associated that shit with my dad because I'd just been like, you know, probably a good portion of my time, I would have been like, fuck my dad. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not doing this for him. You know, like, I don't even think about him. But deep down on a subconscious level, I'm like, ah, shit, son of a bitch. It, 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 like, he plays a part in this, you know? And it sucks, like, when we think that our parents don't have, like, any weight or any hold over us, like, as adults of how we are living our lives or like why we do the things that we do and then the more healing that you do you're like son of a bitch that's wild that that's that that fucking hits me that's where it comes from and it's really interesting the moment that you're able to see it for what it is and to identify it and so then that also kind of goes into the mother wounding issues where um you know, uh, mother wounds are really weird. So mother wounds are generally something where you just have a problem connecting. Like it's, it's really weird. Like mother wounds, I think are more complex than father wounds. Father wounds are very straightforward, but with mother wounds, they're usually complex. They are multiple levels of why you're having problems connecting with others. That's that's the main thing that I can think of. There's textbook definitions here. So if you want to Google it and just type in mother wounds, father wounds and see what they are. And they're really just going to give you like different symptoms of like what they can show up as. But the more that you kind of research and like go deeper in it, you can see the correlations of just how... um, how they play into just like your mannerisms and and just feelings it's 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 so it's so wild like just just research that for uh for you if you want to go deeper on on what what symptoms are kind of like but anyways with the mother wounds like let's just say like you had a mother that was overly emotional because you know like with the feminine energy it's something that's really tuned in with the nurturing the caring compassion so that's like a balance like you know feminine energy but if that feminine energy in your life was out of balance which is usually where a lot of this triggers it's going to be like a mom that's like very controlling very emotionally manipulative overreactive uh very critical and fucking judgmental um, not motherly in any way, shape, or form, or the opposite can be said where you were mothered, like you were so fucking spoiled, like your mother made you the center of their world, told you you were the best thing ever, um, would just like put all of their love and all of their attention into you, um, but it was also really manipulative, it was really uh, smothering and um, just baby, you know, keeping you trapped in a very... Um, one role for the rest of your life where you end up presenting that kind of energy so whenever somebody is exhibiting kind of this really nicer softer energy towards you you're instantly repulsed by it and so you then attract and go after people that treat you like shit 
And this is so weird that psychology shows this within us because, yeah, it's it's this magnet system. You know, you're going off of polarities. So when your positive receptors are like overly stimulated, then you need something really negative to counteract that shit. And so that's what a lot of people don't realize is that, let's say hypothetically, a mama's boy kind of situation who was like really fucking spoiled by their mom. You know, their mom made them their center of the world. Um, but they were also kind of emotionally manipulative because they, that was, that was their world. You were, were everything. And, you know, generally like within these, like kind of like, uh, single mom kind of aspects or some shit where it's basically like the child kind of develops this like almost weird anger kind of towards the mom for having to overcompensate for some shit. And then also anger towards their father who left them alone with the mother and then at the same time um they're also trying to protect the mom because they're mad at the dad for leaving the mom (laughs) and then it breaks down to even more fucked up shit of just seeing those two archetypes within the people that they meet so especially like a gendered male trying to like date women sees like wow you know like my mom was kind of like batshit crazy you know like i kind of deem all women to be batshit crazy and then any woman that kind of shows me like this extra like coddling overly nurturing shit either i'm gonna reject that or i only want to date women that act like my mom and any other kind of woman that tries to you know, assert dominance over me in any way, shape, or form, whether that's just, like, um, not gonna bring forth full-on, uh, feminine energy to, uh, complement where, wherever that energy's at, I'm also gonna repel that, and the same could be said, then, that any males that I interact with, I'm also gonna be very, uh, competitive with them, or, standoffish with them or whatever it's like you're taking out your your anger towards your father onto other men that enter your life it's really fucked up and the same can be said for like a woman or a girl in the situation who had a absent father where she got stuck with her controlling mother and that's all she knew and so she's mad at the dad for leaving but she's also deeply yearning for that dad and she blames her mom for leaving for her dad leaving and so she's constantly searching for um you know like a father figure or in this case like uh, a partner to replace that void space within them for that father leaving this shit can get so fucking deep and so fucking complicated with psychology and just energy in general <laughs> like it's so wild but anyways i just wanted to give down like a couple of like examples of like what these show up as as um deeper traumas within us that really inhibit us from interacting with people in like the best way possible of showing up as our most authentic self and not through the lens of our fucking wounds and trauma so yeah like for my whole life you know i went through different phases where i was overly in my masculine energy for a long time and then the times where i was overly in my feminine energy i would feel almost as if um it could be taken away at any moment. And I think that's something that's like really scary for a lot of people is that, that you're not willing to reveal like your feminine energy to people of like you more of this like sensitive, caring, compassionate, emotionally available kind of energy. It's just that once something happens and it, 
you know, it can either get taken away or damaged or hurt or whatever. That's the thing that's keeping you trapped more so than than just being open. You're way more fearful of the what could happen than you are of just embodying that. And this is the thing in life. It's like we can't be afraid of the things that haven't happened yet. We can only just um, live presently in the moment. And by living presently in the moment of just being like, I want to just be me. And if you set that intention and then just embody that and just allow things to happen, you're able to just experience life on a much more liberated viewpoint than constantly coming from fear of these old wounds and abandonment issues and fucking, you know, really fucked up paternal (laughs) wounds and stuff. So it's just something that's really important for people to um, really understand the kind of like that more core wounding issues of how that's showing up in your life. And so even for me too is um, I have like that dynamic of like my work addictions also stem into, like I said, a father wound, which actually gets even more highlighted within like my boss and my relationships. So I've always had, uh, I've had almost all male bosses for the most part of like my careers over like the last 20 years and shit. And I'll always have like these really like, difficult relationships to a certain degree where um a lot of previous bosses were really fucking hard on me like a dad like exactly like my fucking dad in some ways of just being like i can't do anything right i um i have to prove myself 10 times out of 10 you know of just being like you know perfect doing it to their standards which are really high standards because they are also doing it because they know i can go that hard where I talked about this in one episode of like people have this like weird expectations of people of like the people that they know can succeed they push them 10 times harder but the problem of people doing that is that it creates this really unhealthy disconnect between the two individuals who you know they have a great admiration for each other but it's coming out in a very toxic way because the person that's just seeking the fucking approval from the other person like so maybe that's like a coach parent boss whatever um is being really hard on like that kid student or employee who is just wanting to be recognized to be seen to be heard to be praised in some sense just to be loved that's it they just want to be loved for once and not feel like they're a burden not feel like they're fucking up not feel that they're not good enough and that's what they're perceiving but in the other side of it because there's always duality and shit the coach parent or boss or whatever knows the potential in that student child whatever you know um how good they can be and so they're they're doing it out of love to push them to the next level. But a lot of people cannot see that where the kid just needs that love. And this is something I get talked to even like people in like, um, you know, like in my own personal world, you know, like who are older, like have like issues like with their own kids or whatever. I'm just like, man, like I'm telling you from like the child standpoint, all we need to just hear sometimes is that you love us, that you're proud of us, that we're doing a good job, that you're not disappointed in us, that we're not failures, that, you know, uh, that you care about us and you want us to like fucking, um, succeed and that no matter what we do, you're always going to be there. And I think for a lot of like parent dynamics, it's like, they think that's implied, like they think that that's that's what they're doing, but their actions are not matching that vibrational frequency of love. It is coming off as controlling, condemning, critical, 
fucking disappointment so many other things and it's really toxic and so i had like many of those um toxic relationships within a lot of my way work dynamics of that father wound like that's where it stems from is my father wound showing up presently in all of those work scenarios where i busted my motherfucking ass off like i proved myself over and over and over again and doing really like fucking masculine ass shit man like you know, there was like one job I had where I was doing so much manual labor and I was like out doing all the dudes and I had to train a bunch of people, hire and fire people and fucking just crazy shit. And I was just juggling way too much on my plate and like they all knew like how hard I could go and just didn't treat me very well. And that shit just like sucked where I was just like, wow, like I mean, I'm proud of myself that I do the damn fucking thing and that I can equally go toe-to-toe with any fucking dude. But, man, it's like I don't need to be doing this shit. Like, I really just fucking put my body and my life, like, in the ringer for for what? A fucking job and shit? Like, I ain't got nothing to prove. But back then, you know, it was just more, like, survival where I was like, fuck, dude, I got, like, hella bills to pay. I like, shit to do. Like, you know, I need to just work. And that's, like, what, like, always was the motivator in me was this constant fucking state of lack this constant state of scarcity mindset and just this ultimate kind of like inadequacy feeling that fueled that addiction and so when we're talking about like these things of like our core woundings it's it's really important to get to those those really core issues because that's where you're going to start releasing yourself from those burdens. If you can start going deeper within your psyche and being like, damn, my inadequacy f- feelings are fueling my addiction. If I can address those inadequacy feelings, then it's easier for me to handle my addiction. And why do I have these inadequacy feelings? Oh, because it is a deeper tra- trauma wound within me that I have experienced that has highlighted that feeling of inadequacy like my father wound or my mother wound those are highlighting why i feel inadequate because i did not receive the love and the support and the attention and the fucking help that i needed as a child that has caused me to feel constantly inadequate and because i was inadequate that i constantly feel the need to prove myself by busting my motherfucking ass off trying to fucking do the most to fucking show up in this world when i don't have to the only thing i need to do is show up as me my full authentic self and it is fucking good enough it is damn fucking good enough and that's the kind of like attitude i want to instill in people is just seeing your fucking worth like you know it's like it's as simple as me just knowing in my life where it's just like i'm a great fucking friend i show up for people i fucking care about people and that is enough if that's all i amount to in life is just by showing up as being a good person I can die and be very happy with that in, in as far as like what I've accomplished in my life. If that is all that I came here to this earth to do is just to be a good fucking friend to people, that is worthwhile. And I think that's where people get lost in shit of like trying to prove themselves. It's like, no, I have to like be a boss. I have to fucking be successful in like a career. I have to be like the best athlete i have to be the best musician and shit it's like if that's how we're showing up in the world and thinking that that's what matters in life that sucks man because you know what we also do need fucking people to fucking scrub toilets we also do need people to fucking serve food we need people to like show up in this world um to to help others 
And that's a fucked up thing where it's like, I could be flipping burgers and stuff, but as long as I felt like I was living my purpose of being like a really great person, if that was like my true calling in life of where I felt satisfied and the world reflected back that that's what it was for me, I would like, I wouldn't stick my nose up at that at all. And I think if that's really like the energy that we had, like in society, um, showing that, Hey, there's nothing wrong with doing any type of work as long as you're honoring yourself and showing it fully as your most authentic self we'd have a lot more people in this world that weren't like in the hustle mindset that weren't trying to like scale the ladders of success trying to do something that they don't even care about and shit like it's so wild where we just like you know sink ourselves into financial debt to go to school and then like we burn out from that job that we thought was going to bring us happiness and shit it's just so it's so fucked up but you know like that's that's a whole nother fucking episode to talk about but to get back to these roots of like these paternal wounds and shit where we have to really get to the bottom of like how are you really showing up and like what are you attracting in your life of you know being helping you to get to those core wounding issues you know because this is the thing that i got to a point of understanding was in mostly like my romantic relationships where i would attract two types of people in my life either a really fucking dominant over masculine man who would exert control and dominance over me like it was a fucking power play where i would be diminished where i was definitely in my feminine energy that's for sure in that fucking dynamics but it was not balanced where it was overbearing and i still never felt safe i never felt comfortable and then the opposite could be said where i was overly masculine in my energy and i had attracted way more feminine partners and stuff like you know it's like there's like a joke like saying for like sagittarius people of like that we're not not committal people which is bullshit it's just sagittarius like we're very particular like we're free-spirited wild creatures and so for us to want to settle down with somebody we want to make sure that we're picking the right person for us to to share space with to be committed to because once we're committed oh we're committed and we're also a little stubborn that it's like once we're in something like we're gonna stick it out for a long haul generally and learn the hard way and so um yeah i remember like one relationship i had for way too long like i don't know how the fuck i stayed in that shit for so long um i was with more of like a feminine masculine energy where i just was like what the hell like i there would just be so many instances where I just, I couldn't understand the dynamic where like, even like it came down to like sex and shit where we we were having like sex, maybe only like three or four times a month. And I'm like, a month, this is crazy. That's not enough. That is not enough. And so I would be like, yo, like let's have sex. And I'm trying to like instigate it, like me instigating it and shit. And he'd be like, meh, this is not like working for me. And I'm like, what do you mean? I need this. <laughs> like also side note, don't ever fucking deprive anybody of sex, dude. That's fucked up. That's some fucked up ass shit, man. Because like that was like a time in my life where I really needed that release. Like I really fucking needed that release and for someone to deprive me of what i needed fucking sucked where it's like i'm so committed and loyal it's like you know the thought of like cheating on somebody doesn't cross my mind but there were moments where i would just think about it be like oh my god like i just (laughs) need some sex and shit (laughs) um but i didn't you know i stayed to it but i was just like this is just so imbalanced like this is not healthy like i need this and you're withholding it from me and I feel like I 
like you're just gonna nag and bitch and complain to me about things and it, yeah, it was just like the weirdest juxtaposition for me where I was just like I really feel like I'm the man in this relationship and you're the woman and I, anything I do is wrong and you're gonna be completely emotionally erratic with me all the time you're gonna like want certain things from me and when I give it to you then you're indecisive about it and just like oh my god it was just so complicated and weird Uh, so it's like to get to the point of that story it's just like I feel like I have an obligation in a lot of ways to like help like the male species the masculine polarity in, in general because it's something that I can connect with very easily in my life and I think that's one of my gifts here too is to like help the masculine collective in many ways to heal and to be able to um, help the feminine energies understand the masculine perspective a little bit more too where um, I'm way more I think familiar with my masculine energy than I am with my feminine energy but over time I've been able to really integrate into my feminine energy and to appreciate it and that took me having to understand my masculine energy to balance it out and to create a safe space for my feminine energy to thrive because it's just all polarity systems within yourself and so um yeah I just feel like you know my listenership is split down the middle of as far as like the gendered uh, polarities out there so I feel I can talk to both people very very equally and give people insights that they may not have received before And so I think it's really important for us to really see both sides of the coin where now I know like in all of like my past relationships with both men and women, I can really see clearly like both sides and understand um, where where I can balance my own energies more and kind of how I've attracted and integrated with other people too. Like even at my church, it's kind of funny because like I do a lot of help out there. And so like, again, it's like, I'm not afraid to get into my masculine energy and fucking do a lot of, you know, more quote unquote masculine things like, you know, helping build things, move things, heavy things and shit. And the the ladies will always joke and be like, we don't need a man. We got Kate. She can fucking do it all. <laughs> and I'm like, that's nice, but I'm really happy if we find a man to fucking do all this shit because I don't need to be doing all this crap. Uh, but, you know, it's just kind of like those things where it's like in life, there are going to be times where you need to learn how to tap into these polarities within yourself. Like I always think about this, like with like my guy friends and even like within like my past relationships where I think like my partners really appreciated this about me was they never had to worry about me you know like I think a lot of dudes have dated like really like girly girls that are incapable of doing a lot of shit where for me if I was a dude and I was going out to like pick a partner for myself long term and I was a heterosexual male looking for a woman I don't necessarily think that I would feel fully satisfied in a relationship if I was picking a woman solely on her looks and the only thing she good at was good at was just spreading her legs and she wasn't providing any other attributes that created a harmonious relationship because I could appreciate a woman that could go out there and get her hands dirty, a woman that had like a career, her own hobbies, her own passions because this is the thing, what if, God forbid, like I got sick and... I couldn't take care of myself and my partner had to like be there for me to pick up the pieces if that girl was only good at spreading her legs and nothing else I would be fucked I would be up shit's fucking creek man (laughs) like so I would be thinking real hard about kind of like the partnerships that I would want to build with people being like damn does this person have the bandwidth 
to be able to hold it down if shit hit the fan like that's something you want to think about in your futures as far as like what makes sense for you in in terms of like the vision that you really want to create with somebody if we're talking about like a co-creative partnership and this can go business too and friendship you know if somebody can't hold their own or can really match your energy that's a problem and i think the collective is really understanding that within their dynamics of being like maybe not respected enough at their jobs and that's why they're like jumping ship and finding a job that does support them and give them the credit and the fucking benefits or whatever that they need to succeed in life and that it's a reciprocal connection and same with friends like maybe you're getting rid of some friends because they're just bringing you down on low vibes and misery loves company and shit and they're just like leeching off of your energy or money or whatever the fuck to get somewhere in life and you're not able to uh level up because of these people holding you back Whereas if you find other like-minded people that were also ambitious, that were inspiring you to do better, motivating you and shit like that, that's some energy that you want to be with because that matches your energy. Same with romantic partnerships. People are getting rid of people that can't fucking match their energy of being like, damn, you're a liability to me. Damn, I can't build with you. Damn, like that's like the shit where it's like, I don't ever want to worry about like if I got sick, like if you could handle yourself to take care of us, like if you can't do anything else for this relationship like and take care of yourself that's a problem and so that's a huge dynamic shift that we're going through right now like of learning these polarities within ourselves and learning about energy and how to match and vibrate at the frequency that you desire and finding other people that are equally uh, vibrating at that same frequency and the same with the just like habits and shit too you know it's like is does this habit reflect the energy that i'm at right now does this habit add value to my life? Does this habit, you know, put me on the trajectory that I'm looking to go for? And people are really beginning to see those patternings within them and connect the dots. And so I hope this episode has made some sense as far as uh, tuning into your own frequencies and getting really um, tuned into uh, those deeper wounds and how they show up in your life. Because if you're not careful, they can really start inhibiting you from moving in the direction that you want to go in so a lot of people in the collective like i was saying where i felt like i needed to record this episode there was a lot of like anger and resentment coming through from the father wound and so that says way more about you than it does about anybody else in your motherfucking 3d world that's coming at you we are all mirrors so it's important that you really look yourself good in the mirror and see where is this anger coming from what am i not uh dealing with what is something that i need to address within myself why am i being so triggered by this person situation or whatever why am i feeling the way that i am feeling and that's where you need to start so as always keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments love and light kate